Welcome to Bookmarks from Christian Heritage London with your host, Dr. Kenneth Brownell. I'm here with Jeff Thomas at the Protestant Truth Society bookshop on Fleet Street. Good place to come to buy books and on Tuesdays for Bible study at 1.15 uh, for half an hour or so. And Jeff's been here today doing that. So Jeff, good to be with you. Perhaps just tell us a little bit about your ministry. You were a minister in Wales for some time, now retired. Just yeah, tell us a little yeah, bit yeah. about yourself. Yeah. Well, my first 22, 24 years were spent in Wales, of course. And uh, my mother had a great influence over my life. She was a wonderful Christian woman. When I was 15 years of age, around March in 1954, one Sunday night I was given assurance that Jesus had loved me and given himself for me. And I became a Christian then. I never doubted for a single day afterwards that I wasn't a Christian. When I was doing things that were totally sub-Christian, I was aware that I was a Christian behaving badly. And so the Lord has kept me now 70 years since I knew the Lord. And I went into the ministry in Wales in Aberystwyth and spent my 50 years as a pastor in Aberystwyth and uh, then my, I retired, my wife died, I came to London and I live in Chiswick now with my second wife, with Barbara. So um, enjoying London life and enjoying the company and fellowship of the church I belong to, Amien Park Chapel in Twickenham. And uh, yes, I'm blessed with a, a minister who cares for my soul. That's uh, so good. And what kept you going through those many years of ministry? And you know, on a human level, it's a, a perfect place. It's a beautiful seaside resort with students coming in late September for eight, nine months, and then conferences in the summer. Good education. My children loved it. My wife's only sister lived in the town, and we were very happy as a family there. And uh, I wrought reformation. Denominational relationships were broken, and then I had to commit myself to these people that I had turned in a different direction from where they had gone before. And I I couldn't let them down. And I stayed there and loved expository preaching, and loved the Bible. And uh, so that, that's what kept me there all those years. Yes, great. Well, thank you. And there's so much more we could explore about that. But the point of these bookmarks is to just discover what books have had an impact. So Jeff, I just want to ask you, uh, what book has had the most significant impact in your life, aside from the Bible? Well, I suppose it, it must be Martin Lloyd-Jones' studies in the Sermon on the Mount. I'm, I'm sure I'm no different from so many other people. I understand that John MacArthur was influenced by reading that book too. And I was in my first year at university. It came out in two volumes at that time. And friends of mine were reading it, and I read it. And I thought, what a beautiful life the righteous life is. How attractive, what a fragrance, what reality, what richness of relationships, what a, a, a reconciled God, an indwelling Holy Spirit, the forgiveness of sins, the grace given to me to love my neighbor as myself and to increasingly grow in appreciation and love and affection for Father, Son and Holy Spirit. And that came to me as I read the book and as he opened up 
I loved it because it was so clarifying, so lucid in how he explained Matthew chapters 5 and 6 and 7. And then there was another dimension. In my heart of hearts, I was thinking, uh, perhaps I'm going to be a preacher. It's a huge thing for a man in his early 20s to say. My father's twin brother was a preacher. My father's sister married a preacher. And his brother was a preacher too. So there were three uncles, Uncle Elvin, Uncle Stanley, Uncle Bryn, and they were all preachers. And they were all totally liberal and modernist in their approach. An uncle that wasn't a Christian at all was jolly and practical. He'd been a soldier, fought Rommel in North Africa, and I, I greatly admired him. Uh, and these are the three. They were rather wimpish men. My uncle Bryn, he hadn't preached on the Apostle Paul at all because he had been told in his uh, theological college in Brecon that Paul had muddled up and messed up the simple Galilean gospel of Jesus on the brotherhood of man and the fatherhood of God. Mm. And, that, and that was his message. And so I had no attractiveness or winsomeness in any on the father's side of the family to become a preacher. But um, on my mother's side, my grandmother's brother, Uncle Oliver, he was a wonderfully earnest Christian man, and he must have prayed for me from the moment that my mother told him that she was expecting a baby. He must have prayed for me then, because it was through his influence that she was saved. And uh, he carried a, a text around Pontypridd. He was an antiques dealer, a very able dealer in antiques. He led children's meetings. Uh, he loved the gospel. I asked Dr. Lloyd-Jones, did he know him? Oh, that man with a deep amen who followed me whenever I preached in the Rhondda Valley, he said. And so um, I was the next generation. And uh, when in 1958, in September, I saw in the local paper that this man that the students had talked about, who were my dormitory officers in camp, and they talked about the doctor, the doctor. And then I saw in the Western Mail one, one Saturday night that he was preaching at the ordination of Ivan Evans on Wednesday in Memorial Hall in Cowbridge Road. And I took the train into Cardiff and I walked along Cowbridge Road and I went there and uh, there were the suited men and the hatted women mm. and the hymns of Top Lady and Watts and Wesley sung with harmonious earnestness and then he preached, and it was like nothing I'd heard before. And then I read the book, and that showed me a dimension then of historic, confessional, Christian preaching, which was enormously moving mm. and soul-satisfying. And that's why I love studies in the Sermon on the Mount. Very good, yes. So, And, uh, I mean, you've been mentioning there Dr. Lloyd-Jones and the impact he had obviously through the book, but then hearing him him preached, and you've heard him, you've heard him preach on other occasions. Were involved yeah, in various very ministries yeah, he was involved in. Yeah. When I came back from America, I went to America to study at Westminster Seminary for three years, and it, they were barren years for preaching. There was no awakening ministry mm. in Philadelphia, but he had an awakening ministry, right, yes. and he, uh, you know, you have to choose some role models. You mustn't choose just one. 
and I had two or three. Donald MacLeod was one, and uh, Al Martin was uh, another. Douglas Macmillan was another. And the generation of men in Wales like John Thomas and Hugh Morgan and Elwyn Davis, uh, Luther Rees, they were fine men. I was blessed with access to their homes and to their confidence, and they were inspirational men for me. They were all... The, the children of Lloyd-Jones, in that yeah, sense. Yeah. Yes, and I mean, was he simply an extraordinary man who God raised up? Or should we expect more of that, be praying for more men like that? Or He treated me like a fellow Welsh father, head of a family. Mm. And we spoke together as two family heads. And he was absolutely open with me on any question I asked him. He would confide in me his opinions and ideas uh, and that was enormously refreshing and honouring that he treated me in in that way so I loved him out of the pulpit as well as in the pulpit I didn't agree with everything he said and I was always like a a little twerp Mm -hmm. arguing with him about some of his ideas but oh the weight of his experience and knowledge of God yes. and his ability to touch your affections through the mind was a very moving experience. Yes. Well, I'd love to talk a lot more about that, but in the few minutes we have left, just tell us something, you're, things you're reading right now, books you're reading or projects you yeah. might have. There's a book I'm, I'm reading by Richard Gaffin called In the Fullness of Time. Oh, yes, I'm reading that too, yeah. And it's really now a development of the whole um, history redemption movement, yeah. the biblical theological movement, which Voss gave to the church and which has been um, elaborated by Palmer Robertson in his writings. And Dick Gaffin has maintained his love for Van Til and his love for John Murray and has just introduced more the understanding of the relationship of the Old and New Testament and the developing revelation of God through the coming of Jesus and his understanding of the kingdom of God and then the application of that by Paul in his letters. It's, it's a very rich study. Lovely. Yeah. Slowly, quietly, understanding what he has to say. Excellent. And I believe you're writing a book yourself right now? Yes. You're telling me? Yes. Um, I've got a couple of books coming out. One on the cross called Knowing the Cross, my respect of Jim Packer's Knowing God. Mm-hmm. And I've got uh, 10 definitions of what the cross achieved. And then I've got a book coming out with the Evangelical Press called Fishing for Men and Women. And it's a development of the Lord Jesus' work on how he ministered and how he prepared Peter and made him a fisher of men and what Peter tells us about fishing. And then I'm working on a, finally on a book on the secret things of God. Great. And uh, I hope I'll finish that this summer. 